wonderful day. I bring you greetings of peace. And thank you for letting me into your home and heart. I am the voice of one. I once read a writer about how people complain and murmur when they do not have certain things, not realizing how fortunate they are until they encounter or see someone who does not possess what they have. The writer began with a man who wished he had an SUV, even though he was driving a four-door car, until he saw a man riding a motorcycle. Then he realized how fortunate he was to have a car. Meanwhile, the motorcyclist envied the man driving the car until he met a man who was riding a bicycle. Then he realized that he was more blessed than someone else. And then the man with the bicycle was envious of the motorcyclist until he encountered someone who was trekking and then he found comfort. The man who was trekking felt bad about his situation because of his worn-out shoes, wondering how different things would be if he had a bicycle until he met a man with no shoes. This cycle continued until there was a man who was complaining about how horrible his life was until he walked by a cemetery and realized that he could be dead and forgotten. Then he appreciated life, regardless of how horrible it seemed. In life, we often think that we are worse off until we meet someone worse off than us. We often do not take the time to count our blessings. Instead, we only see what we lack compared to others. We all try to see ourselves as good people. Hence, we wonder why we do not have what others have, who we may not even consider better than us possess. Sometimes our thoughts question why we do not have the things we desire when we are good and not bad. This is because at the back of our minds, we believe we ought to have received those things from God. As a result, even criminals may say that they are not bad, but blame the condition of society for turning them into what they are. In other words, they are trying hard to gain the favor of God by listing their supposed credentials for blessings while explaining away their faults. This is the lot of human beings, irrespective of nationality, ethnicity, skin color, religious beliefs, socioeconomic status, political affiliations, etc. So, some people erroneously think that by giving alms to the poor, they will be accepted by God. Others believe that by trying to be kind to other people, God will be pleased with them and grant them a blessing. Then some believe that by sweeping and arranging a religious place of worship, like the church, they are doing good works and will be accepted by God to receive his blessing. With people striving and trying hard to win God's favor, one cannot help but ask, what is the criterion or criteria for receiving God's blessing? Scripturally speaking, no one is good enough for God. Quoting portions of the Psalms, the Holy Scripture says in Romans chapter 3, verse 10 to 18, no one is good. No one in all the world is innocent. No one has ever really followed God's paths or even truly wanted to. Everyone has turned away. All have gone wrong. No one anywhere has kept on doing what is right. Not one. Their talk is foul and filthy like the stench from an open grave. Their tongues are loaded with lies. Everything they say has in it the sting and poison of deadly snakes. Their mouths are full of cursing and bitterness. They are quick to kill, hating anyone who disagrees with them. Wherever they go, they leave misery and trouble behind them. And they have never known what it is to feel secure or enjoy God's blessing. They care nothing about God, nor what he thinks of them. The bottom line is this. No one is good enough for God's blessing. However, God makes people right with him so that he can accept them, have fellowship with them, and bless them. God accomplishes this through faith in Jesus Christ. Let me explain. All human beings are born with sin in their lives. No matter how much we may try, we are born sinners 
and cannot do anything right or good in the sight of God. Our actions are often driven by wrong motives from impure hearts and flawed thoughts. The only way to be right with God is by putting our trust in what Jesus Christ did when he died at Calvary over 2,000 years ago. You see, all human beings, being sinners, cannot measure up to God's righteous standard. Therefore, God, desiring us to meet his standard, provided a platform on which we can stand, the death and resurrection of Jesus Christ. Without this platform, no one can meet God's standard for righteousness and receive his blessing. When Jesus died on the cross, he removed the barrier preventing us from meeting God's standard. However, only those who believe in and acknowledge what he, Jesus, did for them can ascend and meet God's standard of righteousness. It does not require any human effort, but our faith or belief in who Jesus is and what he has done for humanity. Mounting on the platform of God's righteous standard is impossible without God carrying you and placing you on that platform. To be placed on the platform of God's righteousness, you must believe and accept that Jesus died for your sins over 2,000 years ago on the cross at Calvary. This belief is the only qualification to be placed on God's platform of righteousness. Sin, which is the reason why we are sinners, must be punished and the only way is through the death of the sinner. But if a sinner dies, he or she cannot pay the price for their sins. So, what God did was to provide someone who could die on account of the sins of all humans and through that person grant access to God's presence and blessings. That someone is Jesus Christ. He was born and lived without sin. However, when he was to die for the sins of humans, he was made to become a sin bearer. Let me explain this. In the olden days, and even in some religions today, an animal was sacrificed in place of a guilty person so that their sins and transgressions were taken away because of the death of the animal. This was the way Judaists appeased God. However, they had to do this repeatedly every time they sinned. But when Jesus Christ came to the earth and died, he did it once and for all time. People used to place their hands on the head of the animal that was sacrificed on account of sin and by doing so, transfer their sins onto the innocent animal, making the animal a sinner and worthy of death. Once the animal was killed, the sinner was freed from their sins and considered righteous before God. Today, animal sacrifices have been done away with by God. Men may still practice them, but God no longer accepts them because the one whom those animal sacrifices mimicked has come and accomplished what needed to be done. So henceforth, anyone who wants to be right with God must place their hands on Jesus Christ and transfer their sins upon him to be saved. But Jesus died over 2,000 years ago. So how can I place my hands on him? I do that by admitting that Jesus died for my sins. And though Jesus died over 2,000 years ago, his death is still valid today for all those who believe and profess that his death was the payment for the punishment they rightly deserved for sins and transgressions against God. It is a person's faith or belief that Jesus' death was payment for their sins and transgressions against God that makes God elevate them to the height of his righteous requirement and blesses such an individual. It has nothing to do with whether the person attends a particular church or belongs to a specific religion. It is not about whether a person gives money to the poor or takes care of abandoned babies to mention a few supposed good deeds. Instead, the criterion for receiving God's blessing is a person's belief that Jesus died for them and that on account of his death, they are free from the stranglehold of sin and can now worship God in spirit and truth. Anything else 
is human effort. And before God, the individual who is claiming human effort cannot be placed on God's pedestal of righteousness. So, are you ready to abandon all efforts you have been making to be good enough for God, including going to church every time? If yes, then all you need to do is profess your belief in the truth that Jesus died for your sins and your desire to live right henceforth. That is all. You now have measured up to God's righteousness and a candidate for God's blessing. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, I want to thank you for your word today. I commit as many almighty God as have been struggling to win your favor by trying to do one thing or the other. I ask, Lord, that you forgive them. Today they have heard. Lord, make the access way for them open, even as they come to you through faith in Jesus Christ, recognizing that what Jesus did at Calvary was for their own benefit. As they appropriate that by faith, I pray, Lord, that you will save their souls unto eternity. Thank you, everlasting Father. In Jesus' name, I have prayed. Amen. We can be reached after this broadcast by text or by calling us on either 0807-777-5630 or 0803-777-9931. The numbers to call or send text to again are 0807-777-5630 or 0803-777-9931. I really would love to hear from you. God bless you and goodbye.